Hey, Cody here. I apologize ahead of time for the faulty audio on my parts, uh, but Audacity should really automatically default to using the plugged-in mic and not my computer mic, uh, but that's beside the point. Despite the less-than-perfect audio on my parts, the video has some really good content, and we unveil our season endeavor to search far and wide as flavor-seeking explorers of the vast Pop-Tart dynasty. You aren't going to want to miss that. And we hope to get you involved on our social media accounts. We're going to have some stuff where you can vote or check out some pictures, blah, blah, blah. Uh, once again, please excuse the audio, even though I do think I made up for it by increasing our production value by adding intro music. And if you like that, it's called Mysteries by Dan Labowitz, and it's on YouTube's free music for commercial use channel. Uh, so there's a shout out for him. I edited it some, put it in as our intro, but uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. Hey there folks, boy do we have an exciting episode for you today. But first, we're going to go back and talk about what happened last week. This is Cody. Okay, this is Cole. We'll jump the gun a little bit. Well, you um, introduced yourself, but <laughs> alright. <laughs> so this is Cody and Cole, and uh, last mm -hmm. week we uploaded a, what we like to call a throwback, or what yeah. we actually call in the biz, uh, we messed up. Yeah, a canned <laughs> And episode. by we, I mean me. <laughs> Yeah, so why don't you tell them uh, about Because you were there on the ground. What happened with all that? <laughs> oh, the winds. The winds picked up. and then No. Uh, I was getting ready to go on a vacation, and I uploaded the podcast for Cole to edit, but I messed up a part of it. Mm -hmm. The audio was kind of overlapping, and I only saved it as a project file. Uh, so Cole could not go back and edit it, so we had to do a throwback, which well, was rather, cool because some could. of our older episodes were really good that I would like to release mm. parts of them. They were interesting. We are playing around. It's like I could episodes. edit the episodes, but well, at some about point, uh, about 15 minutes in, it just became a garbled mess that no one could understand, and then I was cutting out huge chunks of it. Uh, just to make it salvageable, and therefore it was not really becoming an, e an episode anymore. It was going to be about 20 minutes long, if that. So, yeah, we decided yeah. to go back to our roots, so to speak, and record or, or put out one of our original episodes. Now, the other exciting we have, the other exciting thing we have, uh, so we hope you like that video. I mean, uh, episode three anyway, <laughs> by the way. But the other exciting thing we have, we had mentioned in episode two, that we wanted to do a Pop-Tart bracket. But we held off because Pop-Tarts deserve more respect than that. Yeah. Not just us talking about it and shooting the breeze, you know, just like speculating. No, we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to do all the busy, the hard work that you... The dirty work that nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to do this, you know? Yeah. We're going to go out and get all the Pop-Tarts, all the flavors. We're going to put them head-to-head, -head, go into a big tournament, and you'll be able to find the picture of the... Pop Tart Palette Challenge on Facebook oh, or Twitter. We're gonna, we're gonna post it up there. All right. Or the yeah, Let's Get can... Poppin' Challenge. What do you like? 
Uh, uh let's get uh, well. Let's get popping. I'm not too. That one doesn't really Ooh. feel too well. I like all the puzz in it, but at the same time, like, ah, there's something just about it that's not really um. Sticking I with love me too alliteration. Much. It'll be the pop tart palette challenge. Okay. Uh, pop tart palette. I mean, is there Palooza. any Palooza? I mean, that's that's a little uh, whimsical about it, but sure, I guess. But yeah, so so we'll post the bracket picture though. If not all the Pop-Tarts, a good hefty portion of them because, you know, there's plenty of limited edition flavors that we might not be able to get our hands on in the season. It's the off-season for some of these. So we are Now, the to... idea for the limited editions mm -hmm. is that we want you, the audience, to go and take our survey, which will also be posted, and we want you to vote on the limited edition flavors that you want to see. We're only going to take mm -hmm. two of them, and they're going to represent the masses of limited edition Pop-Tarts. Exactly. Okay. Uh, because again, like some of them could be really good. Like, uh, or I, I don't even have an example because I don't tend to go towards limited edition. But maybe there's one in the past that really stuck out to you or something like that, and which maybe I didn't get or he didn't get or anything like that. I think the only one that I can immediately like on deck recall is like Orange Crush, and admittedly. That one didn't rank too high on my top ten uh, because I mean it was good. I like Orange Crush, but at the same time, it didn't yield a very good Pop Tart. So we will be taking just a couple of these uh, suggestions, and um, we will stack them up with the rest, depending on if we can get them or not. Now, with that being said, um, we have already purchased some of the Pop Tarts, so we are doing one of them tonight. Yes. And tonight's head-to-head -head challenge is. Blueberry frosted, yes. Versus s'mores. S'mores. Uh, so some of us may have already ingested their blueberry one <laughs> because they wanted a blueberry one, and that someone is me. So I will just be going with s'mores. I in the past I tended to yield towards blueberry anyway, so I feel like I can talk about that one without really having to consume it on deck. Now s'mores was not really one that uh, we got at. Or I say we, as in, like, you know, my half the family. Nope. We didn't really... We ate as children. Yeah, like, I didn't really get too much. It's not bad, obviously, but it's we just didn't get it ever. So that one I feel felt like I would need to do in the flesh, in media res, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, and... Now, I will say, I'm eating both these flavors on deck, yeah, live. Yeah, you were... Uh, you were, you had some restraint. I, uh, I, for, I, however, did not. So yeah, do you want to just go ahead and get into that, or um, did you want to just munch on oh, these I'm as we eating. talk? Oh, okay. Uh, that's well, hell, I was I was trying to. <laughs> I see. I was saying that I you had no restraint, <laughs> but you know, I'm sitting here. No, I will say I made a mistake. See, I, I am trying to do this as broadly as possible. I mm. typically like my pop tarts warmed up for about 15 seconds in the microwave, depending on your microwave. Every microwave has their own number. Yeah, you were, you, will, we were talking about that. You need a magic number. If you go too long in certain microwaves, they taste burnt. And if you go don't for, go long enough, it, they're not warm enough. If you go so too longer, uh, they turn into <laughs> lava, which I found out recently as well. Um, so find your magic number. I will say I'm a big proponent of microwaves over toasters. So I'm eating them my way, half of them my way, and half of them mm -hmm. I'm just eating them cold. I'm imagining, you know, you're starving. It's the only thing that they were selling at the gas station for some reason. So you have mm -hmm. to eat them raw. You know, you didn't uncooked. want to buy that dry pack of ramen that you don't have the hot water to make um 
You have to worry about bacteria growth in these raw Pop-Tarts, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, you do have to make sure that the internal temperature is at least 21 degrees Celsius and in which will make it a proper... I don't know what the conversion is that, so that's... I just spit numbers uh, just to take y'all behind the curtain. But, uh, yeah, so we... I tend to consume mine... We're calling it raw. Uh, you know, without heating it up, I tend to just like, oh, I just want a Pop-Tart. I'm going to just eat a Pop-Tart uh, as Ugh. opposed to actually heating it up. Uh one calls it lazy. I call it I'm on the move. Uh, but I have chosen to do one not warmed up and then one yes warmed up. Uh, just so that, you know, I can kind of... Because Pop-Tarts are intended to be put into a toaster or some form of heating imp uh, apparatus because of the fact that they are toaster pastries. So and some Pop-Tarts may have an advantage when warmed up. Because, like, just thinking about it before we dug in, I would think that s'mores would taste better warmed up than cold. Intuitively. Whereas yeah, I would agree like, with that. Meh. And blueberry, to me, would be one that you could do either or, as in prefer yeah. it raw, prefer whatever. But that I think it just yields to what is the original... Um, for instance, blueberries, we don't tend to... Heat, I mean, okay, blueberry muffins, but like... Blueberry pie. Blueberry pie, exactly. Like Blueberries, okay, by themselves, however, we don't just stick into a toaster and just go for it. Uh, however, s'mores... The s'mores have to be warm. Yeah, You can't make them cold. Exactly. S'mores are a thing that does not exist raw. I mean, you can do that, but it's just eating a marshmallow and... People will judge you. ...a piece of chocolate and a, you know, graham cracker, you know, whatever. Uh, so, there's no point in it. Uh, there's no heart. But, you know, blueberry, that's one that, like, yeah, it's kind of a blueberry tart in that, like, you know, the dessert, not just me abbreviating the word uh, Pop-Tart. That one, it's like, yeah, you could do it heated up, but I feel like... Some of these, especially the fruit-flavored ones, those can be all right raw, while the more uh, chocolatey, creamy ones, those kind of need to be warmed up. Or not need, but would be better off. You know yeah, I, mean? I can already pull some conclusions here. First of all, I deeply regret eating the warmed-up ones first because the raw ones are not as good in either flavor. Oh, wow. All right. Secondly... I'm going to say that blueberry is definitely better cold. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Oh, yeah? I do not like the s'mores one cold. The s'mores one was good warm. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to let you put in some input before I give my final conclusion. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to back that up. I just... Um, I've been taking bites at the s'mores one, and I just realized that I might want to hurry up and hit the hot one before it becomes a cold one. But... I do appreciate the mouthfeel that the hot one gives you because it gives you the crunch that comes with a s'more. Like, the raw one, however, it, it's all kind of just like the same kind of bready texture of a regular old Pop-Tart versus when you heat up the s'mores one, it does kind of give it that little bit of, like, that crunch um, that we all I dare crave. say that raw, the marshmallow part of s'mores, is actually chewy. Yeah, it, it is actually chewy. chewy. It's it's uh, I mean like it is marshmallow. It's supposed to be chewy, I guess. But I I am way preferring the s'mores one hot. Uh, that is that is um, yeah. There's really no contest on this one. Uh, hot. I mean that is also blueberry, not blueberry what we're testing now. right now. It is not hot versus cold. We're testing them against each other. But you know. I, I'm sitting here going like, wow, we I'm just swept up by the difference between hot and cold on this um, s'mores pop tart. But I guess, oh, 
man, this job might actually be a little hard because I'm sitting here like a raw blueberry is something I would go to like immediately, but a raw s'mores, I would not. A heated Which one do you like better warm if they're both warm? Here's the thing. I didn't think to heat up one of my blueberry ones. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working with some uh, incomplete results. But I'm probably I might have to give this one to s'mores. This is just really dang good. See, I think they break out pretty even when warmed up. I think blueberry is still very good warmed up. Mm. It just doesn't go up much from where it's at. S'mores yeah. is good when it's warmed up, but it it took a leap up, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I'm with you. Like now, if we were gonna sit here and like use these categorizations on like, okay, do they get mondo points because they're hella good when they're heated? But they're not that great when they're... I mean, not that it's not great. It's just blueberry to me is, you know, you don't heat it up, boom, and, and you eat it, and that's fine. Meanwhile, s'mores, it's like you got to heat it up. So is it worth more that it is average at both? Or is it worth more if uh, it is... You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, I see what you're saying. Like, if, if blueberry was just average at both... Mm-hmm. Should that be rewarded, or should you just reward whichever one tastes better as you would eat it in the yeah, nature? <laughs> exactly. Like, and I do have to like keep in mind that like I don't tend to heat these up. So even if I like went after s'mores exclusively, the odds of me actually eating them the way they should be heated up are still very low. Now I'm also gonna bring another point here. Um, it may not affect your decision. But I only ate one of the two Pop-Tarts that comes in the package. And I do feel like uh, S'mores at the end of the first one was already getting a little overwhelmingly sweet. A little what? A little overwhelmingly sweet. Ah. So I can only imagine if I ate two of those. Okay, yeah, that's also a very important thing. Um, Some Pop-Tarts to me, and that's usually like how I feel about the limited edition flavors, are that they are just really sweet they look too sweet yeah and like i actually opt to do those as a dessert as opposed to a breakfast um implement which is what they're supposed to be used for right um, yeah in that i'll just like okay well i'll eat one for breakfast and i'll eat one as a snack later and i tend to you know follow this rule and that i just have in in our uh closet or our pantry or something I'll have a little, you know, collection of plastic baggies of one Pop-Tart because I was not able to finish some because of the sweetness. Or, I mean, I tend to not really eat a whole lot for breakfast anyway. So, like, if, if you know, there's a Pop-Tart involved where there are two, I'm not very likely to finish them just because, you know, I've eaten my fill. But if it's sweet, that kind of acts against it in a way uh, because then I can't eat as much of it. But I'm not even halfway through my hot one, so maybe I'll reach to a similar conclusion as well. Now, the sprinkles are also always fun. Like, they give it a nice texture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're talking about blueberry, uh, right? Com- yeah, compared to, like, a, a plain frosting, mm-hmm. the sprinkles are always, like, a nice texture. And and uh, I will say blueberry also kind of has a little bit of the, like, I'm not going to say healthy because it's not healthy, but... You do feel healthier eating a blueberry Pop-Tart than you do a s'mores Pop-Tart. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. It's like, it's not healthy in like, the you least could, bit. Like, if you're, if you you're a 28-year-old and you're working and your boss is like, 
hey, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? You could be like, oh, I had a blueberry pastry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you can't you can't even fudge the truth with the s'mores. Hey, <laughs> You're hey, just like, uh, fudge is I had s'mores. Um, but <laughs> it, yeah, it's you you can kind of lie about it. Um, if it's a different flavor, like cherry or even apple cinnamon, I would sit there and say like, you know, that's that's kind of a flavor of pastries, kind of in general. So, a typical um, breakfast pastry flavor. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so there's now, so I many will different say what would aspects make s'mores... we can judge these. <laughs> I do think snore, s'mores, uh, s'mores, s'mores, they're a little boring. No, uh, they could be better though if they're warmed up. And I could imagine dipping them in milk or eating them with milk. You would. <laughs> like that's that's my result Gary on that. Freak. <laughs> you would. I completely disagree, but that's because I'm biased Ooh. against milk. When we get to brown sugar cinnamon, I can give a good uh recommendation on that one as well. Or hey, I'll guess. just go here. You can just put peanut butter on them things. Uh-huh. Them things. Them but, things. I'm telling you, you warm them both up 15 seconds or whatever your magic number is. Flip it over. You take the boring side. You spread peanut butter on that thing, and then you put the other one on top. You make a peanut butter sandwich with brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. See, it's the peanut butter that's really kind of getting me on that. Like, what? I get. I I understand why, but it's like if you're going like I'm just sitting here thinking like, well, I mean, ice cream would be pretty good too. Like. <laughs> Because I'm also I'm picturing this as a dessert item, like a five star restaurant with like a, a sundae, and then they put like a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart in it. Hell yeah! Like <laughs> <laughs> these are Ordors, the amuse bouche, this ice cream uh, uh, pop tart or ice cream pastry. Uh, uh... Ice cream de pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's definitely the uh, language behind that. You know. In bits, that will be seventeen dollars. That will be seventeen dollars, and yes, it's the size of a half dollar coin. And you only get one pop tart. You only get both. <laughs> you caught me by surprise on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why were you expecting both pop tarts? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're right, though. Hold on, I'm, I'm finishing up one of these. I, I don't want to talk in my mouthful. <laughs> I can tell you're spitting food everywhere. I'm not spitting. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, I, Take over. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and declare my winner. Mm -hmm. My winner is blueberry. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was not super close. Like, it, mm -hmm. s'mores, s'mores was competition. It, it gave it a run, but, I mean, blueberry had it. Like, from the very beginning, I was like, blueberry. Mm. Like after the first bite, because I don't want to sound biased. I didn't predetermine the winner, but I had a good idea. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I can get one. I'm completely surprised by your answer. For some reason, I thought that you were just going to be diehard s'mores. Um, but I feel like you're joking. <laughs> I'm not, actually. Like I, For some reason, I don't know what compelled me that in my heart of hearts, I was just sitting there thinking, like, this, the, I, it's going to be split down the middle. I'm going to go blueberry, and he's going to go s'mores. I will say, I did consume a few of these before because I knew their flavor. I knew what I, what to expect, right? So I'm going to come in as the person who was completely biased. And <laughs> as in, like, yeah, blueberries 
Blueberry has this, and I'm gonna come in and say Blueberry has this. Um, but that was before I had s'mores, and I will say that s'mores did put up some competition with the heated one. As in the first they one, I'm just the like, heat. Uh, yeah, they brought the heat, or I applied the heat to it so it could bring it, and it's um, just out of the pack. Not really, no. It's blueberry because I'd prefer that one. I wish I had heated up a blueberry one now because the way you're talking, I'm just sitting here like, damn, I missed out. But yeah, like the heated one makes it more like the s'mores experience. Ugh, excuse me. I got Pop Tart burps now. Um, if I were to bring some on a camping trip, actually, I would still probably bring blueberry. But if I was bringing some specifically for the campfire, I would bring s'mores, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like s'mores. Heated up is a good, like, here I am, I'm, I watch car, uh, Cartoon Network, no, I watch the Cooking Network, and people are talking about how, like, it's a food experience, it's a food this, and I'm like, you guys are such assholes, like, you sound like assholes, I hope you know that, right? And I'm sitting here about to say the same thing. A heated up s'mores Pop-Tart is a much more interesting experience to me than eating a, a regular one, because it allows a crunch, it lets, it's reminiscent to a graham cracker, and this is coming from a person who doesn't love s'mores, I'll say that, I don't love them, it's just too much work, just eat the fucking graham cracker, just eat the freaking, like, you know, just eat it all separate, <laughs> and who get, who cares, like. Now, I remember one time I was at a camp, and someone introduced me to, you make s'mores, but you replace the Hershey's with a Reese's cup, Oh, see, now we're talking. That was like, good. Yeah, we're talking now, but. Just a heads up for you people out there. Man, you're just full of them today. Uh, but it's like, you know, I have to keep in mind, like, yes, it's an interesting experience, but I'm not going to do go to the five-star restaurant with the s'mores experience every day. I'm just going to pick it up and eat it because I'm walking out the door and I need something to eat or else I'm going to pass out in the middle of my shift. Like, you know, so I have to keep that in mind, and blueberry is definitely my choice. So Blueberry moves forward, and they will be facing limited edition after you guys vote. Yeah. Um, they will be open today when this is released, which will be on Sunday. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, next week, we will do brown sugar cinnamon versus chocolate fudge. Mm. That's going to be tough for one of them. <laughs> now, I will say, like, Chocol after eating Blueberry... Oh <laughs> I, I haven't had blueberry. I haven't had blueberry in a little while because mm. I typically opt for strawberry over blueberry if I get one of the uh, fruit flavored ones. Same. Uh, and also after cherry. having blueberry, I think it'd be interesting to be a blueberry versus strawberry mashup. You know, not mashup, but like uh, versus match. You know? Yeah, I think like if because we just kind of randomized this one, and I think it would be interesting to kind of stack them up to similar. Uh, you know. Taste put them into the same kind of category, like the dessert ones, like cookies and cream and chocolatey fudge and s'mores and all that, versus the fruit-flavored ones, and kind of see where they kind of stack up, so to speak. Um, you know, We can talk about that as we go through the bracket, too, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, now I remember what I was trying to say when my mouth was f still full. Um, chocolatey fudge better bring us A-game. Because we both are on record with, like, brown sugar and cinnamon are really good Pop-Tarts. I will go and say, like, I kind of consider them a little boring. Pre-tournament number one. Yeah, pre-tournament number one in that when we started this out, we mentioned this in the episode that didn't come out, that, like, when we made the top ten, I came up with one rule, 
and it was like, okay, your one rule is that brown sugar and cinnamon can't be at top because that is clear bias. Like, at least consider something else, right? And now, now that meant uh, my number two was brown sugar and cinnamon, but <laughs> like, it's up there because that is the sheer number of pop tarts I've consumed. Brown sugar and cinnamon are the most like it's absolutely the most but like coming to think about it like brown sugar and cinnamon is not a super exciting flavor it's just sugar and different kind of sugar but most of these are so it, you can't deny or as much as i want to forsake our our lineage as far as like pop tarts go i hope they do get overthrown because if i find something better than brown sugar and cinnamon i mean i think a huge goal of my life had been fulfilled <laughs> find something better <laughs> Because as of right now, my mindset is that brown sugar cinnamon is the best pop tart, mm-hmm. and and, <laughs> and. It's one of the best breakfasts. <laughs> if you want something quick and easy, you know. Yeah. So if I find something better, then yeah, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> now, see, that's uh, this kind of um, makes me think of something in that, like, we have different approaches to breakfast. Um, in that, like, I think I've said it before. I tend, I don't tend to eat cereal at the right time of day. Uh, as in, like, uh, when I'm walking out the door, I'll literally just, I'll either not eat, or I'll just have a cup of coffee and I'll leave, um, and then opt to get lunch later. I tend to also wake up a little bit later in the day too, so it makes more sense for me to just kind of hold out and then go to lunch. Even when we worked with our dads growing up, we would go to Chick Fil A in the morning because we're all God fearing Southern men. And which I say that somewhat facetiously, but you know, like we would go to Chick Fil A, and even then, I would get lunch at like nine thirty in the morning. I was that nightmare customer, and I feel really bad about it now. But whatever. Chicken minis are too expensive. I'm sorry. You just just get nuggets. I'm just the chicken getting... minis aren't even that good. Yeah, they're not even like, that just good. Get just get the chicken biscuit. Just get yeah, get a chicken biscuit or just wait. Just wait. Actually, my favorite now is the egg white grill. That's good. Oh yeah, well, man, I don't even know who you are anymore. But <laughs> uh, well, it's a toss up between that and the chicken biscuit, but the egg white grill is healthier. So yeah, I, I guess that. I guess there is that. We we are we do have to change our preferences as we age. Uh, so that is a thing in that like a lot of my pop tarts opinions, like I am expecting to change them because like you know I I love wild berry and I loved it growing up, but I don't know if I can eat as many of them nowadays because they were really sweet. Now that I think about it, and yeah. I can't eat as much But they had the funkiest colors. Man, I love... And that Wild was Berry a fun texture in your mouth, you know what I mean? <laughs> a good, like, aesthetic experience. Um, I, I felt like I was eating the 80s. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's like, I like cereal in the evening. Like, if I'm just, like, sitting around the house, I'm like, I'm... I want to eat something sort of dessert-style, um, or something sweet after dinner, I'll go get a bowl of cereal or I'll get a Pop-Tart or something like that. But it sounds like you actually tend to eat these at the, the intended time of day. <laughs> um, so I tend to eat Pop-Tarts and cereal in the morning. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, though, I would eat Pop-Tarts as a snack. Yeah. And that's mainly because it's something I would have when I'm in college and I'm cheap and I don't have much. Yeah. I literally <laughs> would just buy stuff for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I would never have any snacks around, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I had Pop Tarts, which were meant for breakfast, it's a different I was like, Ooh, snack. these could duel as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> they duel class as a snack. 
<laughs> and you're entirely right. That's I would use those as well. Uh, there's been like right now, I'm eating them at 9:30. <laughs> yeah, 9:30 p.m. Here we are. But uh, yeah, it's um, and I I referenced it in uh, one of my YouTube videos is that you know family friend pop tarts. It's been many a depression meal. Uh, when I was an undergrad, and like, yeah, because like when you don't have the energy to get up and prepare something, and you're just having a hard time just like standing up, which those who have suffered will understand, those who don't suffer don't really understand, but like it's literally just like, oh, yikes, I just, I know I need to eat, I know I need to get up and do something, but I literally just like don't have the mental fortitude, the mental strength to do so. Pop-Tarts, you just zip and grip, and it's done, like, cool i have prepared this meal and you know the only step you have is put it in microwave put it in toaster and or toaster oven or eat in the raw or just eat it raw you could guess exactly how i did it so it you know it's pop tarts are you know near and dear to our hearts and we're i'm pretty excited now that we've actually got it started i'm a little excited about it um getting it all through because what I kind of expected this to be kind of like a short segment. Here we are running near half hour talking about pop tarts, but here we go. And I think like you know, once we we won't have to introduce it each episode because they'll probably be shorter in some uh, episodes later because we'll probably yeah. just, just jump right into it. Exactly, and uh, much like how we did it, but uh, yeah, we won't have to explain as much of like the backstory or anything like that in the past. Um, now some of these brackets I actually haven't had either I think because like chocolatey oh, fudge yeah. well chocolatey fudge I've had or I have not had but I've had brown sugar but what what is it chocolatey caramel I think is one of them I hadn't even heard of it so yeah chocolatey caramel cinnamon roll I hadn't had some sounds probably gonna be good cupcake heated. and oh, raspberry and cherry mm-hmm. those are less common. <laughs> I had already eaten raspberry I had told you this a while but uh, <laughs> I had. Because when you sent me the care package of Pop-Tarts for us to do our research, for some reason there was one labeled cherry, and it was not cherry. Uh, It was raspberry, and I'm sitting there eating it, and that was the first one that I sat there and ate. Because, again, like I ate the ones that I knew I liked, therefore I knew I wouldn't have to think very hard on whether whether or not I liked them or not. Um, But I sat there, and like I was eating it, just you know, cup of coffee in one hand, I was starting to eat it absentmindedly, and then I sit there and like, Caitlin watched my expression change, and I leaned forward in our like our recliner, and I'm sitting there like looking at the pop tart, like chewing, just like, hmm, 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 and she's like, what? And I'm like, it says cherry, but this is very different than any other cherry I've had, and the icing was completely different. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, no, when he says it says cherry, that was me taping and writing on it. Oh, yeah, his care package were, because, like, if it's not one of the big three flavors, they don't write what flavor it is on the back. So uh, these are homemade labels, and he had mislabeled the uh, one of the raspberry one as cherry, and after I had mentioned it, he was like, oh, I don't know why I did that, but... You know, I sat there, and, like, the icing was completely different. Like, I was sitting there like, oh, this must be, like, the Jolly Rancher cherry or something like that, and it was not. Um, which, I mean, that gives away my, my palate uh, density in that, like, I thought raspberry was cherry. But let's be real, it's artificial red, so, <laughs> uh, you know, like, 
it, I sat there and was like deeply contemplative about this pop tart. It was easily the most thought I've put into eating a pop tart uh, <laughs> prior to this current us recording. But yeah, like it was, it was. I mean, it was really good. I'll give it that. But I had to Google when he was like, "Oh, that wasn't cherry." I was like, "It wasn't." Like, what was it? Then, <laughs> whoa, what did I eat? What did you feed me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it turned out the mysterious flavor was just raspberry all along. But yeah, so I guess that should sum up our pop tart bracket for this episode. Let's see, you went on a trip recently. Did you? You got anything to talk about that? <laughs> no. I have two experiences we could talk about. We can either talk about hiking uh, up in New York, or we can talk about the trip to Niagara Falls. Well, Toronto, da, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jet Setter, uh, I'll leave it up to you. I am a traveler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hiking, you should probably talk about first, because that happened further back first. in my yeah. memory. So... Uh, yeah, we should probably talk about that one before I start forgetting details. Okay, yeah, go for it. So, what we did was, after work, we drove up to, uh, me and my roommate, we drove up to Sugarloaf Mountain in the Indian Head, uh, Reserve, I don't know, something like that. It's up in the northern Catskills of New York, Mm -hmm. and started hiking at the base of Sugarloaf Mountain. And I will say, like, I've hiked before, but I've never done strenuous hikes, really. Definitely haven't really carried much stuff in on a very far hike, you know? Yeah. This was a very strenuous hike. (laughs) (laughs) I probably had about a 30-pound bag on, and the elevation was gained very quickly. (laughs) Yeah, you were saying it was a... Like, when we first started hiking, I felt like a 30, 45 degree angle mm-hmm. incline, and I was like, oh man, okay, this is a little tough. But then quickly, it became more than that. Like, there were some parts where you're almost rock climbing, you know, you're climbing oh on top God. of boulders and stuff, up like a six foot drop, and then <laughs> hiking some more, and then getting up to another one, and it was very brutal on my legs. <laughs> yeah, I've never done hiking that intense so i can imagine like preparing for one being used to hiking because what you you'd hike mount kennesaw every so often oh, while don't you're say there mount kennesaw. It's kennesaw mountain <laughs> yeah uh but uh, yeah kennesaw mountain that, i mean i'd hike that a good bit back when i was an undergrad but it's like a mile hike up to the top of the mountain um and it's probably like a 30 30 degree incline most of the way mm-hmm. uh there's like a flat section about halfway through so it's a nice little break but uh, it's definitely not tough. I don't have to stop anywhere there or anything like that. But and then, uh, you do see some people like running, running up the mountain and stuff, and it's like okay, overachievers. <laughs> All right, we get it. You can you're hike it like a normal person. You're able. No, but uh, this hike was pretty tough. And then uh, I I want to say Sugarloaf Mountain is about 3,600 feet in elevation. I don't know what the base elevation was, but I assume it was. Probably somewhere between 500 to 1,000. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then to get to the first campsite, it was six and a half mile hike in. Oh. Uh, which, you know, these hikes always, you always are over optimistic on paper where you're like, okay, six and a half miles, you know, I can walk That's a mile in 20 minutes. But you always need to remember that hiking a mile takes a lot longer than walking a mile. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so. We hiked up to the top, and once you get up to the top, you had to hike back down another, I want to say it was 
2,400. No, 1,200 feet. 1,200 mm-hmm. feet. Uh, and that was to kind of get into a saddle between two mountains because they don't let you uh, camp on top of the mountains during the summer months because it's like a tinderbox up there. Yep. So we hiked back down 1,200 feet, and there were some pretty steep drop-offs that you had to it, carefully go down. You do it, just not tell them. <laughs> yeah that true. was that was the weird yup i i have uh done this before because when you plan to do a hike and then you travel oh uh, three hours to do it and then you get there and realize you can't uh camp there it's like oh well <laughs> i guess we're doing this illegally huh Gonna do it anyway <laughs> yeah like whoops didn't mean to do that but yeah that being said <laughs> but we got down to that area and that was uh it was pretty fun we we checked the weather beforehand we planned on just Sleeping in hammocks, not a tent, no cover, mm-hmm. and the weather held out like we expected, so that was actually pretty fun. I hadn't camped out in the Eno before, I just kind of hung out in my hammock. Yeah. Um, we were able to have a little fire, they had a little they had a little area for our fireplace, and we started that with just like a little Bic lighter, so that was pretty nice. Oh, cool. But you're then the very me, next morning... You're telling me you didn't bring your Bear Grylls brand tender knife thing that you had when growing up? Oh, I did, but I lost that little magnesium strip a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have that. Now, there was also apparently uh, what they called uh, spring water available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next morning, the first thing we did was go over to the spring water, but it didn't look like... I mean, maybe it was safe to drink, but it, it wasn't like out of a faucet or a tap or anything. It was just... It still uh, helps to have a filtration system on hand for springs because, uh, actually, I do have something related to that. Yeah, uh, but you can get, keep going. So we did not fill up water there. No. Uh, we had plenty of water. But uh, the very next day was a 20, uh, not 20, 1,200-foot hike back up to uh, the next mountain, which I forget the name of that one. I think it's just Indian Head Plateau or something. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the top of that one, you kind of hike along the ridge line for a while, so it's a pretty easy hike once you get to the top. And then it's a pretty steep drop-off of 2,400 feet back down to, like, base level because you go back down to a road as you prepare to go up the last mountain, Hunter Mountain, which is, like, 4,000-foot elevation. Yeah. And then we started going up that one, uh, but my roommate, he does have a, a bad knee, and so that was kind of bothering him and i was like hey you know instead of going all the way to the top of this mountain continuing hiking another five miles and then going back down on the other side you know if your knee's hurting you we should probably just go ahead and turn back mm-hmm. yeah definitely so we did we ended up hiking on that trip probably like 12 or 13 miles plus two miles on the road to get self-service to get an uber back to the car <laughs> uh so but it was a pretty fun trip and we got to camp out so it's a little bit like oh let me get away from the city for a while or whatever yeah that's definitely uh I guess one, I guess the appeal of camping, uh, folks who do like through hiking, I cannot, I mean, I, I get the accomplishment. I can't imagine that. But, like oh, I had a little bit of chafing <laughs> my God. and I was only out for two days. Yeah. Like, um, I guess any little thing is just amplified yeah, on the trail. Whatever problem you have, you don't get to escape it after a little while you are stuck with it. I actually have a very good friend of mine and, uh, she uh she set out in i think march uh yeah i think it was march she set out to hike the uh, appalachian trail starting from springer mountain going up to maine and uh you know she had been planning this for ages and 
had bought a bunch of equipment. Uh, she had planned out her food consumption to the point where she had sent packages through the mail of food that along her path, because, you know, she'd be out of food at a certain point. Therefore, she can just replace that food with food she picks up from a post office and like somewhere in Virginia and then, you know, get to eat some more afterwards. So needless to say, this is a very highly uh, planned uh, endeavor that she had set out on. And then it rained for five weeks straight. I mean, you know, that was last month or the week, month before. But, it, you know, we were sitting here like, man, it's raining so much. It really sucks to uh, have it rain all the time. And meanwhile, she's like hiking through it. And, you know, like, yeah, it sucks that it's raining all the time. Like, I don't get to leave it. And, uh, you know, chafing's definitely an issue because, you know, she was saying that she was hiking like uh, 15 plus miles a day. Um, she wound up, unfortunately, getting sick about halfway through her trip uh, because of, like, water. I re- or at least I believe it was um, to the water. And it's kind of a little bit of most because, you know, you're not really eating a whole lot. I mean, you do, like, eat like very dense foods so that you don't have to um i did have, i did have to do that in the woods as well oh <laughs> yeah that's also a a part that i definitely don't consider whenever i go on a hike i'm like okay how long is this hike about three hours cool i'm gonna go before i go and then i will not do so <laughs> until we're back to society but yeah she did the whole full tilt you know camping out and stuff and um she did have to come back because of like the water you know it is spring water but it's still like, you know, just because it's a spring doesn't mean it's, I mean, it's still relatively clean, but it's like, you never know. You never know you if never an animal know. Animals, just died in it. <laughs> animals poop up the or, or up the hill from this. So, like, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. And, like, most thru-hikers do pack, like, a filtration system filtration, style. Yeah. Like, e- either, like, those little straw things that you put on the end of water bottles or something have you. But, you know... She was talking about how, you know, refilling her water at these packs or whatever. And, like, she's carrying around, like, four liters of water pretty much. And it's like, do you know how hard it is to pull four liters of water out of, like, a trickling stream? Like, she was like, yeah, I'm just standing there for ages just waiting on this stupid thing to fill up. Because <laughs> it has got it takes a while because of the filtration, too. And Not to mention, what is four liters of water? Like, eight pounds or something that you're carrying yeah, with it's you? A, it's a hefty amount of water, that's for dang sure. And, and that's about how much I was carrying. I think it was about a gallon or a little more. The, and, like, it depends on, like, what kind of sick you get out on the trail, too. Because, like, you know, about a week into her trip, she wound up catching uh, bronchitis. Because it was that time of the year where folks start getting sick or, like, still are getting sick, rather. Because it was, like, what, uh, March or whatever. But the second time was the kind of sick you don't want to get without a de- dedicated bathroom nearby. And, you know, that really, you know, I props to her for sticking to it. She did get, like, uh, she was able... they a hiking podcast brought her on as a guest. Uh, she had been featured on multiple hiking blogs and got sponsored even like got tents and gear and stuff like that, which is super cool. You know, it's awesome to see your friends like doing the things that they love because she's very much like an outdoors woman, like a very outdoorsy, like hiking, uh, does like river raft guiding, uh, on her off seasons in the summer and just all around like amazing, you can tell that this is their thing, kind of like uh, we talked briefly about like brain pathways in the episode that didn't air, and just like you can tell that some people this is just their element, and like the outdoors is definitely hers. So it was very cool. You know, it's a shame that uh, I know she was taking it kind of hard that she didn't make it all the way, but it's like you know you've got to take care of yourself. Like it's when you pursue pursue a goal so feverishly, 
it can be detrimental like if you stop caring about yourself in the meantime and like i can't really relate to that other than undergrad and that like you know <laughs> you know they're in the tail end i'm sitting there going like i gotta finish i gotta finish i gotta get done with this but in the meantime you know my <laughs> mental health was going way down the toilet but yeah like i can't imagine like doing those kind of hikes the only hike dedicated hike i've done was like blood mountain here in north georgia and which one not a very comforting name when you're not really used to hiking i carried I couldn't tell you the weight of my pack. I didn't weigh it, but it was, you know, whatever. And I threw up on the way up because I overhydrated. <laughs> and then, um, let's see what else, you know, it was, it was a fun trip. It was definitely, uh, very fun, but it was like, it was in March. So we we're like, Oh, it's kind of warm and it was warm on the way up, but boo, buddy, it got cold at night. And I was using a child's tent, so I had to sleep in it diagonally so I can fit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was borrowing that tent, and it didn't have any of the the legs for it to stand up by itself. So I hung it from a tree using paracord, so it turned into this marionette, so to speak, that I was sleeping in. Uh, so needless to say, a lot of what I was doing was improvised, and it was kind of rough. Improv- improvision. Improvision. Improvising yeah. is not a good idea for hiking because the less you plan, the more uncomfortable you're going to be. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. And again, like, we weren't supposed to. Look, it's been like four years. Uh, cops, if you're listening, you can't get me. I'm sorry, but you just can't. It's not fair. But, you know, we drove three hours. We did not have money for a hotel room. We were just like, oh, we're going to hike Blood Mountain and we're thinking about staying up there. And then we did. And, like, we did make a fire in, like, a little overcropping. We made sure to, like, because what we were doing was bad, we made sure to, like, hella clean up and make sure that, you know, this couldn't come back to us in any way or anything like that. And, like, it overall made for some good memories. But, oh, buddy, like, my they they slept in hammocks. <laughs> like, the guys I went with, they went in hammocks. They had, like, emergency blankets. So when it got cold, I mean, like, obviously emergency blankets. Yeah, we brought sleeping bags we, to sleep in, yeah, in the hammock, too. Like, they did that. They wrapped up. They looked like uh, um, baked potatoes nice. just in a, a hammock. And I'm sitting there in my <laughs> bastardized arrangement that's hanging, like, almost, like, half a foot off the ground with my weight making the extra, like, getting it to touch the ground it was a rough evening um but it was it was still fun you know like hiking is definitely a fun thing that is not necessarily my thing but it is still fun to do occasionally and now that i'm living in north georgia pseudo permanently i mean like definitely permanently it's always here it's always at the option and it's nice to do but no like it's not really my thing so i like to look at the mountains i think it's a nice I think it's a nice note. Uh, one, yeah, when you're hiking, you get nice views and everything. But I think some of the allure of it is like, oh, I'm hiking and I get to see something that a lot of people don't get to see because they don't want to put in the effort to get up mm. here and look at this. I think also it's kind of nice thinking that like it's a weird kind of peaceful zone where it's like one minute you're like, oh crap, am I lost? Or like, oh crap, is there is there gonna am I gonna see a bear or something? Mm. Uh, like fear. And then just over that line, you have very peaceful. Like when I was sleeping in the in the hammock, I was just like, "Man, what if a bear comes up? What am I gonna do?" And you know, slightly scared, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, what? it's really peaceful here, though. <laughs> yeah, that was something. It's like we, a fine line we between peace and fear. Too. 
we were concerned about it and like I looked up the legality of it and it wasn't a hunting season or anything like that but I found that it was um you could carry like an open firearm as long as you know it was open and such and I was like 18 at the time so I took my 22 rifle because it's the only thing I had that was light enough to carry without it being really impeding because like I had my Nagant at the time but like that I would not no. have liked because also like if you see other hikers, you have to be kind of chill about it. Like, I think I would rather see someone with a pistol than someone with like a full on rifle. Yeah. But that's just kind of my preference. But at the same time, I was, it was literally just like a, you know, this is just in case a bear shows up and like, we aren't able to like step it off. Cause most of the bears in this region are black bears and are able to be spooked off. But like, you know, you can say that as much as you want, but you know, until it happens, you have the balls to do it when it comes up. Exactly. Like, um, and since I've been in New Jersey, I've seen a lot more black bears than I saw in Georgia. Really? Now, we didn't live in a bear region. That's true. So that's understandable. So it's probably similar to Georgia mountains or more black bears. Uh, but even though you can typically kind of scare off a black bear, you never know like if you're going to come around a corner or something and scare the black bear. And if you mm-hmm. scare it, or then it may God attack forbid, or the something. Kids are right there. Either the kids oh, are yeah, there, something like or, that. Like, or it could also not be a black bear, and it could be a mountain lion. Like, those are in our neck of the woods, and that's super comforting. And those things don't care about if you are a human, <laughs> like or. Now whatever. I heard that uh, the eastern mountain lion is recently declared extinct or something. Well, I don't know about that. Or very uncommon, at least. Very uncommon. I have also been hearing. Um, reports of mountain lions in the region no longer giving a shit if you're a human or not like literally because it used to be like oh you're bigger (laughs) than them you can like hey beat it whatever and but there's been a lot of there's been more uh, mountain lion attacks of just like they just walked up and kicked my ass like (laughs) and that's uh, a kind of a scary thing you know but it's also we're kind of in their territory so can't really fault them too much yeah they'll say you never know when the animal's actually just gonna be like you know what i can take him yeah <laughs> and like when we were hiking when the animal decides bet <laughs> that it can take you because <laughs> like there's been uh, reports of like rabies breaking out down where our folks are from and like we had a like my parents were out sitting in the yard and like a fox came up within you know property line oh not necessarily like the tree line you know you're used to right because that's that's where foxes kind of hang out yeah and you they'll hang out and you're like there. all right shoo yeah, no, this one came up to the fence. Like, the chain link fence that locks yeah. in our backyard. Like, came up to the fence, and Mom and Katie were there and was trying to, like, hop over it. And, you know, that's really not fox behavior. And, like, my dad, like, had to go outside with firearms shooting to the air. Like, okay, go. Like, we're not going to sit here and play this game because, you know, you don't want to find out something's rabid too late. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we got that cured yet or even is still not very comfortably an experience, even if you can cure it. You can cure poison, now, like from, rattlesnake bites, but it's still pretty not great experience the whole time. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, if you get rabies, like you if you get bitten by, from what I understand, if you get bitten by something with rabies, you have to go through like a series of shots that have to be taken in your abdominal over like a period of months, and they're not Yeah, fun. it's not easily <laughs> gotten rid of. No. Now, um, I do have a story related to this. It's also an expensive process. 
Like, we would see foxes a lot in my yard, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually kind of, like, passing through, going to another part of the woods. Uh, and typically foxes are very shy. Like, if you even move towards them, they run off in the woods. Yeah, they're opportunistic. Typically. So they would rather not they're, fight to yeah, get more what skittish. they want. They'd rather scavenge for it. Now, just the other day, I was walking on, like, this... Uh, it was like a little community college up here that has, like, a little nature path. Mm-hmm. And, like, within two minutes, I saw a bunch of stuff. I saw a rabbit, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw, like, three deer. <laughs> and then I saw a fox. And I was like, man, that, wow, that's just cool. What are the odds? So then I, I got my phone out, and I was going to take a picture to send to uh, my fiance. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting ready to take the picture, because the fox had ran across the path and up into the woods, but when I was getting ready to take the picture, I noticed it was coming back down. And I was like, oh, man, I can get a picture of the fox. So I zoomed in. I was waiting on it to uh, to come out into the path. And then I, as I was getting ready to take the picture, I noticed that thing was, like, running, like, booking it towards me. <laughs> and I couldn't tell that easily because I was taking the picture. So I was looking through the through the iPhone camera, and I just mm-hmm. saw it running. And I couldn't oh, hey, easily tell what closer. direction. <laughs> but once I noticed it was running towards me, I like quickly took the picture and I started running because I was like, man, if that thing has rabies, like it doesn't matter if I can, you know, if I can take the fox or not, which they're pretty small. I don't yeah. think a fox will kill you, but I also don't want rabies. So I just started running. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, I, I outran it easily or it gave up easily or something, but it was very unfox like. And I was like, that was weird. If that happened in my yard. Mm. Uh, yeah, that fox may not have been there very long. That would have been a different story, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously being on a college campus or a public property of some sort, I, was, I just ran and I was like, oh, wow, that was really weird. Uh, I can actually add a picture of that because I have the picture of the fox running towards me. You can't really see it that well because it's a blur. Yeah, I actually uh, would And you like can see the deer in the picture. background. <laughs> I will post that on the Facebook. Yeah, I would actually really like to see that picture because that sounds... I mean, like, it's, it's, it is scary. Like, that's a scary thing. Like, we've had run-ins with coyotes in the past, and, like, it's terrifying. But, like, at the same time, it's, it's a funny story. I was also reading a story recently about a man in Georgia who was hiking a little trail somewhere in Jones County. Yeah, and he got attacked by a coyote. Yeah, a coyote came up. Yeah, it was a coyote. I was making sure it wasn't a fox. Yeah. A coyote came up, and, like, attacked him like bit his leg or something and the guy had to pull out a pocket knife and yeah, stab it and kill a coyote and just like you know like had... i'm like i can't even imagine like a adrenaline rushing through your body if like a coyote bit you and you had to stab it with a pocket knife yeah th- that was something and crazy. then he went he went to the hospital and uh, it takes him a while to figure out if the animal had rabies or not mm-hmm. they have to send it off somewhere it takes a little while but they want to go ahead and start you on the process regardless so they went ahead and gave him shots, and his body actually reacted poorly to the shots, and he started experiencing like uh, some kind of shutdown, like kidney shutdown or a liver failure or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he had to go back to the hospital, and they gave him fluids and you know made sure he was on IV and everything, and they, they would get him to stabilize again. But it was like not a fun experience for him. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like, and yeah, like. Uh... We luckily our run in with coyotes turned out to not actually be a coyote. It was just uh, your older older brother being a jerk. Uh, but you know I can't. I guess I can't wholly blame him. He was the older brother, and we were younger, dumber, and all that. 
you allegedly weren't too concerned because you didn't know. Uh, I guess we. Well, could... first I didn't know coyotes were real. I thought it was just in the cartoon Coyote and the Roadrunner. And yeah, then you so convinced me they were real. So I was like, were... well, they don't live in Georgia. They live in Arizona. Like, <laughs> like okay, how old were we? I think you were like five. I, I had to be really young because I barely remember it. Like probably four or five. Yeah, see, I can't forget, and I'm jealous that you barely remember. <laughs> but the thing is, like, so we would regularly spend time out on y'all's property uh, just walking around. Y'all had, like, much more woods, a very diverse type of land where it's, like, desert and ravine-type stuff on one end and then, like, creek-style forest on another and then, like, uh, deeper woods on the other. And so we would spend plenty of time running around in the woods, you know, imagination, all that, regularly just playing Pokemon or pretending to play Pokemon outside because that was the time of the year or the time of generation time. And, um, yeah, we usually pretend like we we're some kind of like superheroes, superheroes or just something like that. You know, something that kids do. And, uh, which I mean, now that we're doing a and d campaign, I guess we're still kind of doing that. So Josh took the opportunity and he, like, we, he was like, oh, wait a minute. And he, like, hunches down, holds his hand out very dramatically, like, tell us <laughs> to stop moving. And we're, you know, five and seven, uh, consecutively he would have had to have been 10 i think at this point and he's like hold on i think i saw something it dipped behind the the ledge up there and we're like oh my god and like, what could it be and he's like i think it was a coyote oh my god okay you guys run back home <laughs> i'm gonna stand back and try to like you know keep it from i'm gonna Make hold, sure it, I'm gonna hold it at bay or you know the go on without me no we can't leave you go on without me like that kind of situation and, you know, as, and he's just like, okay, okay, go, go. And he like sat there and like, you know, ugh, he needs an Emmy or whatever award people give for actors because I 100% <laughs> bought this. And like, he just. And he started howling and yeah, stuff too. Yeah, he sat there and like, as soon as we turned and ran, all we hear behind us, it's kind of like if you're familiar with the episode of SpongeBob where they're running from Sandy because they made fun of Texas one too many times, where like, Patrick gets lassoed and then blows up behind SpongeBob, and he like runs faster, like <laughs> like freaking out harder. It literally, we just <laughs> turned and started running. You're just running because I'm running at this point, and I sit there, and all of a sudden we hear behind like Aah! like the howl, and I sit there like oh my god, and, like running harder, <laughs> and like so we're just like running, 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 and like we make it to the little pavilion where your parents are chilling at. I don't even know if my parents are around, but we're screaming like, oh my God, there's a coyote and it got Josh and he's, oh my God. And like, next thing we know, this asshole is sauntering around the corner, just <laughs> laughing his head off. And he's like, oh, that coyote get you, guy. You know, just like basically just being a jerk about it. And we're sitting there like, oh my God, I was mad as hell. Like, just because he like, and, and again, like that's classic older brother bullshit, but like he had it like, we, there was no pretending that I wasn't scared. Like, and again, I was ten years. Oh no, he was ten. <laughs> I was seven. So like, there wasn't really a whole lot of like. I wasn't gonna be cool about it. Like, oh well, you know, just in case. No, I thought he was. I thought he was in like death throes. Like, I'm gonna fight this coyote. Here we go. Like, but yeah. So that was our run in with a coyote. I think otherwise we'd see him on the side of the road, like trying to get into your. Not your neighbor, but the only neighbor you had that wasn't family members, I guess, like their yard, because they had like 
goats or something. I don't know, but yeah, we you'd see them every once in a while, but not really a big deal where we were. But yeah, as much as we hiked around in those woods, we were very fortunate. As far as we never came up on a snake. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we saw some, but we never like came up close to one. Yeah, no, I'm surprised we didn't run into a snake either. Now that you mention it, because like that is something that, yeah, like that would happen pretty regularly. Uh, you can tell the hog story. The hog. Oh Jesus, that one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? Let's go on about that. To back up a little bit. We, so we got to back we always up a little bit. The we're creek hiking with Josh house. again. Uh, we're. We'd always explore the creek behind our house. Um and. We took that further and further as we got older, and eventually we took it to, like, under the highway. And then we were like, you know what? This thing goes all the way to the river. Let's start uh, here at, behind some factory. It goes, we'll skip a it's couple like, miles, this goes and we'll try and make it to the to river. to the next town over, and it actually goes, like, a little bit behind that town, and then it goes to the river that he was referring to. So we're like, oh, by all means, we should be able to get to this from home but we're like yeah we don't want to start that far because that was a that's quite a heck of a hike so yeah we decided to start behind a factory in the industrial park that's on the out like in between y'all's house and this is pretty sketchy because they looked like like we were imagining like some kind of call of duty mission where like they're like watching out for us they're expecting us to like oh where are these kids (laughs) and you wore a yellow hoodie like a dumbass or a red one (laughs) either way you were wearing a color that was not in most uh, countries' uh, camouflages, so I'm not sure really what you're going for. But So what we did was we were planning this hike. We parked one car. It's kind of, well, I refer to it as, like, the triangle because it's, like, there are three schools surrounded. Uh, they're, like, elementary schools. They're all kind of, like, on their own little center road that they don't have to get on the highway to go to, to one another. And, like, there is a disc golf park in the center of them where you and Josh would regularly go to and i would tag along occasionally and so we're like oh we'll park one car there because that's part of the creek as well and then we'll park another one gas station by a gas station on highway 22 like a mile or two from the creek yeah and so we had like it it was kind of it was a ways and like so we yeah this is such a bad so we were like we're gonna do this and we're gonna trespass essentially Hey, cops, it was like four years ago. <laughs> you can't get us. We're sorry. Um, and, like, we, by all means, were trespassing on this factory's private property in the creek that was below. And luckily, like, the creek was, like, three or four feet, like, sunk into the ground. So, like, we could, like, pretty much crawl it and not be seen. But needless to say, it did slow our progress by a bunch. So we get to where we're no longer in factory, you know, range. And we're now kind of, like free roaming we're in the woods and we're following the creek further and further and it's like it's getting wider and flatter because like we're kind of in that or at the point we're living in that part of georgia we're like it's like the north half all the rivers are narrow but deep and they kind of run quickly and then like about where we were rivers would turn into very wide very flat and slow moving just because of just like sediment and just how rivers work and stuff like that so we were kind of getting to a wider, flatter part, and then the river split or the creek splits off into like three different directions, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Needless to say, we get lost. And you know, while we got lost, we did see some cool stuff, like an abandoned railroad bridge. Which we got some really good pictures there. Really cool, like easily we might some, of the some of the coolest pictures. Yeah, we might as well. Like, I still have them. They're easily some of the coolest pictures I think I've taken. And like, it's overgrown with like uh, reeds and. 
leaves and vines and stuff. It was just a really cool haunted style experience. And, you know, we're going, and like the whole thing, our, our goal here is we're trying to get to a restaurant in town because we love them so much. And like, it's kind of a locally owned place and they're starting to branch out with uh, franchises in other towns that are nearby. So awesome to see them expanding, but we're trying to get to the, uh, not the original one, but like their bigger portion. And we're like, oh man, we're so hungry, but we we're we're holding out for AJ's. We got to get the AJ's. We're gonna do this. Ooh, yeah. Josh had never been to AJ's, so he's like, oh man, if y'all are really, <laughs> we're gonna introduce we're him gonna to introduce him to this, and like, you know, he's like, oh, if this is where we're going, then you know, AJ's must be pretty good. And we're like, oh yeah, AJ's is really good. They got wings, they got the burgers, best. they got a bunch of stuff. It's the best. We kept hiking, and we got to a point where the creeks the creeks split, right? Yeah. And we were like, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go this way, and we went down it for a little bit. And then uh, the only, to be fair, the only thing we were really worried about was actually hogs because we heard about them more in this area. Dude, um, I didn't and... think about them. I was worried about snakes. Like, and <laughs> I even wasn't too worried about snakes. It was too damn cold like, for snakes. It was colder. Yeah, yeah. it's too damn cold for snakes. Like we were wearing hoodies. We were like, I was wearing my uh, like my surplus jacket because I was cold as all get out. But yeah, yeah I didn't know. But we got into this I... one part. Dude, I did not know hogs were in this region. Like, yeah, I knew near the river and stuff there was a lot of hogs, but we got to this one part where it's deeper part of the river, and then all of a sudden, like, we started finding like these, you know, it was pretty brushy in some areas. But then we got to this area where it's like, oh, there's some like obvious paths, and we're like, this is kind of easy to to walk through. These are kind of small hooks, come up... don't you think? Like, <laughs> and then we just come up to this part where it's just really muddy, and you just see a ton of like hoof prints, and we're like. Hoof prints. Oh shit! This is a lot like, of hogs. Tusk, tusk <laughs> This is like marks. where they're wallowing. Yeah, like, you see trees torn up and rutting, stuff. They're dude. Like where they would just sit there and burrow and shit. And I'm sitting there like, and that's when I realized that hogs lived in Milledgeville. I'm just like, oh my god. And, and they're pretty dangerous for those of you who don't know. Yeah, they if can y'all get don't know, really big, and this, their tusks are pretty big. This sharp. isn't Wilbur. This isn't Porky Pig. This is like. Uh, this ain't Pumbaa. I mean, it is Pumbaa, but it's not Pumbaa. This is like, oh my god! Like they're dense. They can get to the, be the size of a small car, and it's like, oh my god! Like, I mean, go kart more appropriately. I'm meaning a real, pretty small car, but like they're still like half a ton, and it's just like, and they're dense. And like the best thing you got is a gun, and like there wasn't nary a gun between the three. We didn't of have us. that. Honestly. We had. I had a hatchet. Yeah, you had a hatchet. And I might have had a particularly large stick. Like it was like I we were not armed at the least bit. And and because now, we, fortunately, were, we, we didn't were trespassing see any. we were underage. So it was like, you know, you don't want to also be carrying a gun too. So yeah. like so we were we were very fortunate to not run in with any of them, but the if we did, we were screwed. Like <laughs> they could, Yeah, depending. But we could have been. And then but we were we were fortunate we didn't see them, mm-hmm. and then at that point we decided to turn around and we followed the railroad out because we knew kind of where that went. Yeah. And then we ended up having to like sh- just walk straight across this like piece Huge. of farmland, and we're was, like, hope he doesn't see us, field. but if he does, hopefully he'll give us a ride to the to the car. And then on top of it all off, we get to AJ's, and of course and we're Josh hungry because it's like two or three. Josh and Josh orders two meals oh, and he eats them all. He's like, this place isn't that good. We're racing the sun at this point because sundown is happening. And, like, again, it's the middle of a cow we'll field. lunch. Like, and this is prior to me owning an iPhone, I think. So, like, we're not really carrying around flashlights either, basically. Um, so, 
Ugh, you know, it's we're, this was just a shit show from the start. It was actually a lot of fun, though. It, yeah, no, obviously, on. like, we speak fondly of it in terms of, like, it made for a fun memory. But, oh, my God, there was so much planning we could have done better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But, it, yeah, we just definitely, like, that was pretty scary just, like, because that was when I realized it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, it's hard enough to shoot <laughs> one dead because they're, like, their skulls are dense as all get out. And, like, if people are hunting them from a helicopter with a m60 like you know it's like uh <laughs> we have a hatchet and a stick like <laughs> we're so dead like so no we wound up it was it was a fun hike and i do like i did like our little creek hikes they were a lot of fun um by all means you know like once we started expanding on them and starting going further and further that's when they started getting dangerous but you know that's kind of how things go um, See, and that kind of goes back to it. Like, what's uh, what's life without a little danger? It's a little you gotta have a little danger to have a little fun sometimes. Yeah, but us us anxious folk don't <laughs> like that too much. But you know, whatever. I, that was kind of our dynamic. Was you know, Josh was the the foolhardy going first one, and you would also go. I came well, up with all the bad ideas. You came up with the bad ideas for him <laughs> to test first. And then, and then I, you were always the hesitant one. Like, you were like, you were like uh, that person on Magic like, School Bus. You're like, I don't know about this. I really don't know about this. Was it Josh who swung across the creek and about dang hung himself, yes. or was it me? Because I think I did it too. <laughs> we'll have to tell that story later, but that was we Josh. We will. We're running a little but, uh, long, but yeah, that's definitely Josh. I think this was a good video. We'll, uh, I'll also try and add some pictures from my hike recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to vote on your pop tarts. Check yes. out the bracket. I think this is a good episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it too. Join us next time. The next matchup, like we said, is brown sugar cinnamon, chocolate fudge, chocolate fudge. You know, bring your A game. Yeah. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Do you have anything? I don't. uh, Nothing much further, at least. Uh, You can check. I mean, if you like what we're doing here, please, of course, uh, Mm -hmm. like and subscribe or, you know, do... Reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, reach out to us facebook twitter you know like we're we're trying to uh make this a little bit more inclusive build something yeah definitely and uh we both have like our own little pet projects um you and your brother they they've come up with a game that they've been working on for god knows how long it's called frizz it's basically like ping pong and frisbee kind of put together and it's a lot of fun to watch i gotta tell you i don't get the rules too much but that's because i can't skip a frisbee off the ground i'm not great with frisbee that's y'all's thing but they've been working on it, and uh, they got a small channel kind of explaining how that works. Um, that's your channel, of course. And what is it? Frizzvision, I believe, and it's F R I Z. Yeah, Frizzvision. Yeah. yeah. And I've I've got a pet project of my own, and uh, I run a small YouTube channel as well. So far, it's mostly Nerf Blaster, Nerf yeah, foam-based, projectile-based enjoyment reviews. I do have a couple of videos that aren't really based around that. But since I have a lot of Nerf and I know a lot about a Nerf, you know, you kind of know, you kind of talk about what you know. Therefore, that's what my channel is. And that's uh, Colio Jenkins. Um, It's C-O-L-I-O Jenkins, spelled Jenkins. And I do have to thank your brother for giving me that name because that's pretty much all he called me. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's a a fun little channel. So if you you like that sort of thing, come check me out. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our self-proclamations. As much as I can stand, at least. But yeah, we'll come back next Sunday with another episode. I wish I could tell you what it will be about, but I tend to forget immediately what we talked about as soon as we stop recording. So it'll be a surprise to me as much as y'all. That'll about wrap it up. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, thank you for listening.
Hey, this is Cody here again. Uh, a couple of closing notes. If you want to reach out to us on the social media to do the voting or check out the pictures or look at the bracket, uh, you can reach us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page that's Catch Up with Crab Legs. All one word, Catch Up and Crab Legs being capitalized. Or you can reach us on Twitter, and our handle is at KWCast, uh, capital K, capital C, so KWCast. <laughs> But yeah, check us out on there, get involved, and we'll see you next week.